Welcome to the Henry Puffer Podcast with Andrea, Lilla, Dawn, Emma, Lily, Leah, Dom, and Hunter. Today our topic is about holiday stress and how you navigate through the ups and downs of upcoming big events that may come up in our lives that may cause stress. Today we have a special guest with us, Megan Jacobson of Whole Health Counseling. Mrs. Jacobson was a former teacher and is currently a therapist for children and adults. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Mrs. Jacobson. Thanks for having me, first of all. This is my first podcast, so this is super exciting. Um, But yes, I used to be a teacher. I taught all kinds of grades. That's what I went to college for. Um, But then I just found myself in different teaching positions, teaching really young kids over in South Korea, actually. I was there for a year. I taught third and fourth grade at one point. I taught high schoolers. I think the only thing I didn't teach was actually middle school, which is strange because I love middle schoolers. Um, so the last teaching position I ever had was at an alternative school. And I'm not sure, does anyone know what that is, an alternative high school or alternative no. school? All right, so I will tell you. So it's typically a school for kids who are just not fitting in at the high school in terms of the learning style. It might be a different kind of classroom that they need. It might be a different kind of schedule that they need. So it's really nice for kids to maybe have a late start in the day and they go until seven at night because that just fits their schedule more. They want to do more project-based learning. So it just helps kids who have different learning styles. Um, Sometimes it's behavioral issues or um, emotional issues that they have that just doesn't fit the form that is typical high schools. So when I was teaching there, I learned that I wanted to help more and be of assistance to kids and I didn't know what to do because I had a teaching background. I didn't have a social worker therapy background. So um, when I moved down to Illinois, which was, I left that position to move down to Illinois where I met my husband, um, I went back to school to be a social worker. And so that felt like the right fit for me. And I was able to then learn about the skills I needed to help kids and their families um, and adults. I work with adults um, exclusively too sometimes, just on their own. And I found it was a really great fit for me. That's so cool. What led you to become a teacher and then a therapist? Oh man, I totally jumped the gun and answered the wrong question, didn't I? (laughs) So, like I said, I was a teacher before and that's why I wanted to kind of switch over to therapy. And so now that I've started my own practice, I decided focusing on kids was just my passion. I started this summer and I opened up slots during the day for adults and after school spots for students so that I could see them after, you know, sports are done or after school's done. But I just kind of quickly switched over to, I just want to see kids and maybe their parents about issues that they're having at home or family dynamic stuff. So um, that's a little bit about my practice, but to answer your first question, I really answered it after your first question. (laughs) It's very interesting. Thank you. Would you say they are both equally hard jobs or do you think one is harder than the other? Mm, That is tough because I think all my teaching jobs were a little bit different. Like, has anyone had a teacher that they just kind of butt heads with and you can be honest yeah Yeah. okay so sometimes it's just like a bad fit and that's okay because that's life right we have to like figure out how to deal with people that we just don't quite jive with and then has anyone had a really great teacher yes Yes. awesome and it just feels different right so sometimes when I had kids in my class it was just hard to connect and it wasn't anyone's fault it was like we're just not jiving, and I'm gonna try to do different things for you, but this not, might not be your favorite year. And we were kind of honest about that. Same thing with therapy is, 
you want to find the right fit. I always tell people it's like dating and that you want to find the right person, find the right therapist. And so I won't ask you if you've just all dated or something and have you found the right person in your lives. But it's like that. It's like you find the right person and it's a good fit. So teaching was hard because it was just a whole group of kids and I wanted to meet everyone's needs. In therapy, I'm able to just focus in on one person at a time or maybe a family at a time. So it's a little bit different. That's amazing. Yeah, thanks. What are some responsibilities that you have as a therapist? Well, you know, responsibilities, that's an interesting question when you say responsibilities because I'm responsible to the patient and it gets a little tricky because are there ever things that you don't want to tell your parents? Yes. yes. Yeah, right? So I am responsible to the patient, to the person I'm working with. At the end of the day though, I always let them know the first time I see them and I remind them of this, if I'm ever worried that someone's hurting them, if they're gonna hurt someone or, some, or they're gonna hurt themselves, that I have to let someone know. So that's like my only deal breakers when it comes to like keeping secrets. And keeping secrets is kind of my job, is I will hold all of your secrets for you and I will not tell your parents anything that you have to tell me as long as I know you're safe and everyone around you is safe and that no one's hurting you or you're not hurting anyone else. So that's my responsibility and I take that very seriously. And it's the same thing actually for teachers. Teachers have the same rules. If you ever tell a teacher like, I'm being hurt at home or I don't feel safe or I think I wanna hurt myself, those are big scary things. She's gonna have to say something about it because that's our responsibility as a therapist and a teacher. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, it's called mandated reporting, fancy words, but it just means we, are, we have to tell someone about it to make sure everyone's safe, that's all. What is the most stressful holiday in your opinion and why is it? Oh, well, I think Christmas is really stressful because there's all this pressure. Um, you know, how do you guys feel the day after Christmas? Like, weird. Weird. Like, I got sad, yes. weird. Different. Different? Yeah. Like something's yeah. just a little different? Maybe. Sad? What else? Sad. Any other I, words? Yeah. I don't have like anything to do really. Yeah. You because you got a ton of yeah, stuff. Yeah, you've got all this stuff in front of you. And the thing is like overwhelmed. Yeah, overwhelming. All these feelings that are really big. It's not good or bad, it's just like, ooh, I don't know what to do with these feelings yeah. sometimes. And so there's a big lead up to Christmas. There's commercials, there's toy stores, there's you name it, there's catalogs, and it is meant to build you up and make you feel so happy and look forward to this day. And then all of a sudden it happens and you're like, Ugh. same thing with like birthdays. So I think the holidays are really hard because of the letdown that comes afterwards. And also the holidays are really nostalgic. Who knows what nostalgic means? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> if someone's feeling nostalgic, they might be like thinking about the past or thinking about memories that they've had and as you get older the reality is like some people are no longer with us so if anyone's experienced loss before maybe a grandparent or a family member or someone close to you you might think about them more at the holidays and like they're the ones who put the star on top or they're the ones who always got me a barbie for christmas that was my aunts when i was little they always got me the holiday barbie so if they're no longer with you their absence is felt like something's missing yeah. so that I think Christmas is hard because of that do you have a hardest holiday maybe yeah what do you think it is Christmas Christmas would anyone else agree Christmas yeah. is just kind of hard yeah. sometimes yeah. what would yours be my birthday how come because I don't know like what to ask yeah for. 
That's funny you say that because one of my patients just mentioned that recently and they were saying like I just don't need anything and it's like that's a nice thing to feel because okay. I have too many things for, for and I can't narrow it down to one exact thing yeah and sometimes we're indecisive and that indecision is paralyzing we can't make a choice and we fear, feel overwhelmed birthdays can be like that too and mm -hmm. same thing with Christmas so I understand that birthdays can be hard too for sure thank you for that question You're that was welcome. a good one what skills does it take to be in such an important role? Is patience one of the most important? I think patience is up there for sure. I think being a good listener has many little mini skills underneath it. Um, patience, because sometimes, like, does anyone just like fixing things? Like, I'll just take care of it. Just let me do it, okay? I have to really bite my tongue sometimes, and I have to, like, really listen to the person because... I don't know about you guys, but if someone just tells me what to do to fix a problem, it doesn't always work. Like, I don't yeah. want to just blindly take their advice. Like, I want to figure yeah. it out on my own. And that's how therapy works. I can't just tell you what to do to fix all the problems because one, it doesn't work that way. And two, I am me and you are you. So it doesn't really work. Yeah, work for each other. exactly. So I basically, I have to be patient and listen and think about the right thing to say to get them to where I think is a better place for them. Mm -hmm. And it's sometimes, I like to call it like inception of ideas. Did anyone ever hear that movie Inception? It's kind of yeah. old. Mm -hmm. It's like, so I try to plant an it's idea and make it think that it's their idea. And it sounds like mind trickery or something. But I know that they can be successful once they get over that hump. And so it's just trying to help them get there and trying to help them get to that point where they can believe that they're strong enough to get past something. I can't just say like, be stronger, suck it up buttercup. You know, yeah. like sometimes life's hard, figure it out. Like, well, no, I can't say that. So patience kind of comes with that and just listening more than talking. That's very cool. Yeah. Are friends and family constantly asking you for advice? Um, yeah, actually, I ask them to ask me for advice so I get ideas for my like Instagram videos and things like that. So if you ever have ideas, make sure to tell Mrs. Reynolds because I'm always thinking of like, well, what can I do a video about today? And I try to do a little short one minute video like every other day and post about it. Um, and they're almost always based on what my friends ask me. Like, oh, my, my daughter is doing this, this, and this. And I'm like, ooh, thanks. And they're like, okay, but tell me what to do. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, try this, this, and this. And they're like, oh, my gosh, that was great. Or, oh, my gosh, that didn't work at all. And I'm like, okay, let's try something else. Let's do this. So it's helpful for me, and I don't really get annoyed by it. I like being able to use my skill set to help people. Um, it gets a little hard, though, sometimes when it's family. You know, if it's like a niece or a nephew or someone I'm really close to, it's always a fine line of I don't want to tell my brother or sister-in-law or my, you know, whoever it might be how to raise their kids. But I'm always like, this is my thing. I want to help. Let me help because I want to fix things. <laughs> and so, again, it's like how do I help while holding boundaries, too, and giving them enough space to figure it out. So, yeah, it's tricky, but I like when people ask me. Yeah. Is anyone like, oh, I'm going to cut you off here. Um, <laughs> is anyone like a helper, like people come to you for advice? Yeah. 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 Sometimes. And how does it make you feel? Good. good. Yeah, yeah, it feels good to help people. Yeah. 
yeah, like people don't just go to anyone for help. It's, you know, you got to trust them and know they're not going to blab their mouth off about yeah. it and yeah. things like that. So I think it's important to be a trusted friend that people want to come to when they need help or, you know, advice. That's really cool. This yeah. What is your favorite part and least favorite part about your, about your job? Oh, um, I mean, my favorite part is that I get to work with kids again, and I wasn't sure if I'd be able to do that with, like, I have kids at home as well, and so it's sometimes hard to manage the schedule. Um, so I love that, but it's a double-edged sword, so there's pros and cons to that, because when I work with kids and I'm not in school, that means I have to work after hours. So, you know, tonight I have a session at 7, and my husband's like, wait, what? You have a session at 7, I'm like, yep, I'm going to help put the girls to sleep, and then i got to go to work. And so I work from my house, so I'm not going anywhere. But it's a double-edged sword working with kids just for the timing. That's it. So I'd say that's kind of the hardest part is actually mm -hmm. just managing schedules. It's not a typical 9-to-5 job because I don't want it to be. It could be if I wanted it, but I just I want to be flexible and work with the people I want to work with. So that's hard. What is your best recommendation to cope with holiday stress? Mm, I think number one is just acknowledge that the holidays are hard. It's not all like rainbows and sunshine. It can be really hard. And I think just knowing that doesn't lower the bar, but it just changes your expectations. Like, don't think everything's gonna be perfect all day, every day. Sometimes the cookies are gonna burn. Sometimes you're gonna get presents that you don't like. And that's okay. And it's okay to be sad about it. It's okay to be upset about it. It's okay to be disappointed just acknowledge that those feelings are there. And then step two, think about your expectations. Like, what are my expectations for this Christmas? Like, I'm gonna get 100 presents? Well, maybe adjust your expectations. So I think those two things are, you know, acknowledge the feeling, set your expectations to be realistic. What makes, you, what makes someone see a therapist? Oh, I think everyone can see a therapist. <laughs> That's my thing is man if every person had their own therapist whether it was for like their relationship or for their family or individually i think everyone would benefit because like who doesn't like to talk through problems i don't know <laughs> i think you said something you think that'd be a good idea or a bad idea uh, yeah the world would be totally different yeah, yeah and yeah. you would be the therapist's therapist oh yeah. therapists have therapists yeah. for sure i before i was um a clinical therapist which is like i can't go any further i'm a licensed clinical social worker um, that means I don't have to be supervised anymore. But before that, I had a supervisor. And we would just chat through um, patients and like, oh, I'm having trouble, you know, figuring out how to help this one person. So we'd talk through it. And she was almost my therapist. And I've seen therapists for personal issues, for work issues. Like, I love me some therapy. And so I think that everyone could do a world of good. Um, getting themselves a therapist, especially if it's within, um, I know it can be ex really expensive sometimes, so if it's within your means, I always recommend just working through, you know, problems with an outside party because, you know what, no one likes that friend that's always talking their ear off and saying, like, can you help me with this or can you listen to my problems again? You know, sometimes you need an outside person. Can you share with us your favorite Amazon fidget? Oh, I do have a favorite fidget and I may have brought them here for you today. <laughs> so I will get it out in a second here, but it's like a, it looks kind of wiry, like it looks like a chunky ring. Oh, oh, you know what that is? Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, it's a sensory ring. And so there's all kinds of sensory rings, but it's my favorite thing lately to hand out. And I've been at like um, mental health forums and stuff. 
and I hand them out and I was just at a high school on Friday and I handed them out to a bunch of kids too and they were all super excited which is why I don't have many left but I'll, I'm gonna order some more and I think I have enough for all of you here today and then I'll order more so your whole group can have them too so that's my favorite sensory fidget currently what is the biggest difference from doing sessions with children and adults hmm I don't know I think everyone I don't know what the difference is that's a really good question because I think when I work with kids they can be chatty or not when I work <laughs> with adults they can be chatty or not you know I think sometimes adults are more stuck in their ways and they don't necessarily want to make a change and maybe we know this about our own parents or adults that we work with like gosh they never are gonna change they never want to admit they're wrong well kids sometimes are a little bit more flexible with their thinking so that's why I love working with kids and they're just more fun to chat with <laughs> and it's just different working with kids and so I just I like it I do have an additional question. Yeah. Um, what is the best in like how how do you like think about like what you tell your friends and like family that like ask you questions? Like the advice they ask yeah. for? Like um, how do you like think about that stuff? I mean I think about what I learned in school and I I think about my own life and I think about if it's like a parenting question, I really do think about what would I do in that situation? And then there's like two versions of me. There's like good mom me, <laughs> and then there's like I've had a rough day me. Yeah. And so usually I start with like acknowledging that it's hard. Like, oh my gosh, your kid's just screaming at you nonstop. Like that sounds really hard. Not just because like I'm saying it to say it, but like probably because I know it. I probably know those days and they're really hard sometimes. So I think about what I learned in school. I think about my own personal experiences. I think if I have a patient that maybe is similar to what they're going through and I'm like, what did I tell them? And what are some skills that I've learned? And you know, I read a lot and I research a lot. And so I think about all those things and then I try to help them with something that's actionable. Um, and yeah, that's usually how I do it. That's very cool. Thanks. Now, the most important question. How do you get back to your community? Mm. So I'm actually on the board for a group called GRIT2. Um, it's called GRIT2 because it's Growing Resilience in Teens together that's the two so there's two t's um and it's a local donors grove group and we like to do different presenters and bring speakers in and we're working on different things like coping kits in classrooms or going to the high schools and bringing in therapy dogs so i'm on the board for that and it's all volunteer um and i say that's my way to give back to the community currently i'm on the junior women's group and downers too so I like to do volunteer activities with them I'm, not, I'm on the volunteer committee so you get the picture I like volunteering yeah. <laughs> and so that's been my thing lately um, finding different ways I can give back whether it's for mental health or just getting in the community and seeing how I can help that's great thank you yeah. does anyone here volunteer in the community or like yeah. help out or give back yeah what do you do That's giving back for sure. What about you? Um, I help. I help my friends when they're feeling sad or they need uh, help with something. Yeah, that's super important. Well, I'm on the student council, so like we try and do things and like provide things that like like if we buy something to like hand out or something, we're not trying to get money. We're trying to like. Um, like for the holidays, for example, like we're trying to give something if people can't 
get presents or like a yeah. big gift somewhere like without their family knowing school is an option like we have stuff yeah like, we can do things for them that's what we're doing in juniors right now like i have a family i'm shopping for and is it just for teens or can it be for anyone oh um so grit is you're talking about grit too yeah because i know you oh, said yeah. teens in oh it. yeah so i um i'm kind of pushing for us to do more stuff with like elementary yeah. and middle schools and so i think that's that's more of a thing that we're going to start doing in the future there's also another group called navigate adolescence that we oh. partner with sometimes and they do a little bit more stuff with elementary so sometimes it's nice to like stay with a focused group and be really good at one thing and no teens and preteens and then navigate adolescence comes in and they're like we're so good at elementary age people and then we partner on stuff which i really like to do too when I see trash on the ground, I will pick it up. Yeah, that's important because it isn't just a clean thing. It's like a keeping your community beautiful and being proud of it. Um, Girl Scouts, yeah. we pack like snack bags for the hospitals. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. How to help them because sometimes Yeah, absolutely. Food insecurity is a very real thing. We think about it as being an issue somewhere else, but like it's an issue here in our community too. So. That's awesome you guys get so involved in your own communities, too. Thank you, Mrs. Jacobson, for visiting the Henry Puffer podcast. Yeah, thank Thanks you. for having thank me. You. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. And to all of our listeners, you will never be too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream. Our C.S. Lewis. Thanks for